Right. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. I am Matt Wright, and together you and I are going to be traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Hope everybody's having a fantastic Tuesday. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope it's been a uh, wonderful first week. It's Yeah, the first week of November is done. We are almost in December, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, you know, I, for one, cannot wait for this year to finally end. This has been uh, quite easily one of the worst years of my life, and I cannot wait for it to be over, done with, finished, finito, and we can move on to 2024. Um, a couple of things real quick before we get into the news and everything. Uh, for anybody who's interested in my own personal struggles, uh, I am still sober. So uh, I got that going for me, which is nice. Um, and... Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got on that. Um, in other news, I uh, relaunched the Muddy Waters subscription program. Um, and I know that we used to say things on the show like for less than the for less than the cost of two lattes a month, you can get all of this fantastic muddied waters. Uh, what the crap ever we used to say. Um, so now. Instead of saying that, what we can say is uh, for less than $3 a month, you can get all of the Muddied Waters specials, all of the, all of the back catalog. You get all of it, 3 bucks a month. Everything Muddied Waters has ever made and put out can be yours. It will all come directly to your phone and you can have it all. Plus anything new that we are putting out in the future, $3 a month. You won't get a better deal than that literally anywhere on the internet. So uh, if you guys want to subscribe, head on over to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters and figure out how to do the subscribe thing there. Um, but uh, yeah, head on over. You can subscribe there. Three bucks a month. You're going to get all of the all of the uh, back catalog. You're going to get all of the specials. You're going to get every uh, subscriber only that has ever been made and anyone that is made here in the future. You will also get access to longer episodes once I start figuring out how to do those things on uh, once I start figuring out how to do those things. Um, so be on the lookout for all of those things and uh, be, you know, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff that's going to be happening. Um, also, I am, now in the market for a couple of things. Uh, one, I, I'm looking for new employment. Um, I am. I have made the the mental decision that I am done with the state of Florida. Um, for anybody that knows everything going on in my life, you can probably understand why. And much to the behest of my parents, who don't want me to leave this state, I am done. I am done, and I am looking for a new place to go. Um, there's a few things that. I am definitely looking for, which lowers the amount of places that I will eventually end up in. Um, so uh, it's pretty much going to be Tennessee or Texas. Um, so uh, if uh, you want to pitch to me why I should move to one of those two places, knock yourself out. Um, and if you know of anybody looking for an instructional designer, uh, 
that wants to work that what can work remote let me know on that too uh because i would like to get out of here as soon as possible um so hope everybody had a fantastic weekend as i said and um yeah let's get in to the news this episode is brought to you by Mudwater. Mudwater is a coffee alternative as well as the most aptly named sponsor for this show ever with one-seventh of the caffeine as a regular cup of coffee. It's made with masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that is it. And I know what you're thinking, Matt, you are somebody who loves caffeine. Why would you be hawking for a company that is advertising less caffeine? And that's because it worked. It's true. I love caffeine. I used to drink two energy drinks a day, and now I might have one a week. All thanks to Mudwater. If you or someone you love might want to make the switch to Mudwater, all you have to do is head on over to muddiedwatersoffreedom.com mud to make the switch today. And that brings us to the mud water mushroom coffee rapid the mud water mud water mushroom coffee replacement cacao rapid fire segment brought to you by mud water. Um, happy daylight savings time, everybody. This is actually the happy one because you feel like you got that extra hour of sleep, but that just means that coming around the corner is the terrible one, the the awful one in which. More car crashes happen the day after. More suicides happen the day after than like any other day of the year. Um, and this is all because the government believes it is smarter than the earth and tries to make up, um, makes <laughs> tries to make days longer, um, tries to make days longer than by moving an hour from one end of the day to the other end of the day. Um, and only the government could be so daft in believing that, yes, they could do something that stupid. Um, but do we know where this actually started from? Who, if, if you know where this came from, put it in the comments, uh, put it in the comments, uh, here on rumble. Um, but do you know where it kind of, where it daylight savings time kind of got its start? Because uh, I, I, most people think that they know this, and the answer is not what you think it is. Um, I, 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 think I found this out last year, and I may have talked about it, but initially this came up, this was the brainchild of Benjamin Franklin. And obviously this had to be once the syphilis, syphilis had rotted his brain and began eating away all of his common sense. Um, but... The reason he wanted this to start was because he figured if we could have the light last longer into the day, we could save money on candle wax and lamp oil. So this policy that America uses started to save oil. We were trying to liberate the oil from the lamps. Um, and even though Ben Franklin came up with the idea and the idea was for was for oil, it wasn't used until later. It didn't come into it didn't come into use until later. It was in 1918. It was enacted in order to save fuel because Wilson decided that that fuel was necessary for World War One. So the policy that we now live under that causes multiple deaths and suicides every year 
that causes it to either get dark at five o'clock in the afternoon, like it is now, or uh, getting, or uh, having it get dark at you know eight o'clock over the or nine o'clock during the summer, like it, over the summer, like it will, is from a policy that was intended to have us save oil and was to make things more uh, more ready for war because we could not, because we needed to be ready for those things. Um, just your fun little piece of trivia for today. So uh, good news last week, because this man, Sam Bankman-Fried, was found guilty on all counts. Was found guilty on all counts. Now, many of you probably wonder why I used this picture of Sam Bankman-Fried as opposed to the courtroom sketch. And honestly, I kept seeing mixed reports on the courtroom sketch on whether or not the courtroom sketch was a real sketch or whether or not it was a fake uh, AI-generated thing. I believe it's AI-generated um, and that the courtroom sketch artist did not do that because um, it... The, the the image did not look anything like that. Nobody would have hero worshipped that dude that hard. Nobody's simping for Sam Bankman-Fried that hard um, outside of the Democrat Party. Um, so he was found guilty on all seven counts of fraud and conspiracy last Thursday. So the FTX founder, who went from being the media darling and hero of the left for... Uh, saying he was going to be a billionaire that thought about, you know, that thought about the other people and he was going to take things with compassion and uh, try to fix the issues that he saw that we were having in society with his money went from, from, he went from all of that to Bernie, to a step below Bernie Madoff in less than four years and could be sentenced up to 110 years in prison. Um, and when I found when I realized that it was less than four years, I was like, that can't be right. That couldn't have been less than four. It was four years. He founded the company in 2019. In 2019, he founded the company. And we are now in November of 2023, and he was found guilty on seven counts. He only had FTX up and running for three years before everything came crashing down um by 20 so he he started ftx in in 2019 by 2022 he was donating over 70 million dollars of multiple people's money who he had been swindling away from them to democratic candidates and democratic PACs. uh this the arrogance of sbf was just absolutely palpable because he did not think that he was going to end up getting prosecuted by the people that he personally funded into office. In 2022, he was the second largest donor to the Democrat Party. The second largest donor to the Democrat Party. And he ended up getting arrested and Merrick Garland praised the way that he was arrested and the way that he was convicted in such a rapid fire case. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, he is now looking at 110 years, 110 years, which is going to be, he's not going to spend 110 years in prison. It's going to be less. And there are people out there who are going to say, oh, well, he obviously knows things about the Democrat party. 
Um, he knows things about Democrat Party, Democrat donors, Democrat candidates. Um, so he, he's going to get less because he could potentially uh, he could t potentially testify against you know any any number of people. I think those people are giving him way too much. I think this dude is a mong, and he is a straight mong. Um, absolutely nothing about this person screams to me. I I. I understand how to utilize any sort of information correctly uh, that's not ones and zeros. Um, I, I don't think he knows much. Like, who is trusting this man with that kind of information? He invented a business. He invented a business that was valued at $32 billion. He got the valuation up to $32 billion in less than a presidential term. He was convicted for fraud. He couldn't keep that lie going for the amount of time Joe Biden has been in office. Uh, he, he, he does not scream, important people are going to confide in me my deepest, darkest secrets. That's not something that's going to be happening with him. The dude is a puppet. Uh, he was a tool, like literally he was a tool in every single possible way, massive tool. Um, and he was a tool for the Democrats. He was an absolute tool for the Democrats and he has outlived their usefulness um, and he outused the usefulness of them and the system that he helped prop up. He's gonna get, he's gonna get less than 110 years, probably like if I had to guess, if I had to guess, he's going to end up with roughly 25 years. And it's not going to be because he, you know, it's not going to be because he, he, he's, he testified against them or because he, you know, flipped for, he flipped for the prosecution or anything like that, but he's going to get 25, he's going to get 25 years or possibly a little bit less because he is, he's the soldier he is the soldier that they needed him to be when they needed him most because the Republicans were thought that they were, the Republicans were thought to be looking at 242 seats in the house and 52, 53 seats in the Senate. Like it was supposed to be a red wave according to all available matrix. It wasn't going to be close. Now, the Republicans shot themselves in the foot with people like Herschel Walker and, um, and uh, Dr. Oz up there in, in, in uh, Pennsylvania. But, like, and they ran a ton of terrible, terrible House candidates. And a lot of that was the fault of the leading Republican candidate for president. But the reason that they were able to win, the reason that the Democrats were able to win was largely because of how well-funded a lot of those campaigns were in the areas where they knew that it was going to be close. Sam Bankman-Fried helped with that. He is a big reason why the Republicans only have, what, a, uh, a seven, seven, eight, eight seat, eight seat uh, majority in Congress, and the reason that, they, that the Democrats still have the uh, Senate, a big portion of that is the funding that came from, S from SBF. So he did what they needed him to do. He was the person that they needed him to be in this scenario. He is going to get, he is gonna get all of the, 
he's going to get all of the benefit of going to prison. He's not going to go there for a long time, but they're not going to let him out because he did end up basically losing $39, 36000000000 billion in three years. Three years, $36 billion disappeared at the hands of SBF. So they're not going to let him get away with that. Now, since he helped out so much with the 2022 elections, and yeah, the Republicans were supposed to win. They were supposed to win huge that night. Um, I I miscalled so many different races that night, uh, and a lot of that was because I did not realize how red Florida had gotten between... 2020 and 2022 i did not realize how red florida had become because this the county that i live in now um that i can so desperately not wait to leave um the county that i live in now is uh famous for being kind of the bellwether county like you can it is such a mix a diverse mix of people from all over the nation however this county votes traditionally is how the country votes so if it goes red that means the country's going red if it goes blue that means the country's going blue so when anna polina luna won handily in pinellas county i assumed wrongly that the rest of the nation was going to be going red we all know that didn't happen like the the Republicans won, but they, they definitely did not win the way they should have won. Not with the way the economy was, not with the way inflation was, not with the way spending was. And the Republicans had a lot to do with the spending and the inflation and the economy because they were also there four years, two years, six years before that. But that's just the way that voter, voters have very short memories. A lot of that could be because we vote every two years, and that's why they have a 93% uh, rate of being reelected because they're like, oh, well, you know, I can get it this two years. I can get it this two years. But because of the way the election systems work, we are now, I mean, today's ele- I, today is election day. I kind of forgot about that because we didn't have anything to vote on here. But today is election day. Um, but that means that we are one year out from the 2024 elections. And the Democrats are absolutely terrified about what they are looking at. We are one year out, Democrats absolutely terrified because in a recent New York Times Siena poll of battleground states, Biden is pulling behind Trump in five out of six battleground states. Five out of six battleground states, Donald Trump is leading Joe Biden. Um, So as you can see here in this graphic, if you're listening on audio, thank you so much. You're how I make the most money. Um, Trump is up uh, on Biden, 11 in Nevada. It says 10 on the graphic, but I can do math in my head, and that's definitely 11. Six in Georgia, five in Arizona, five in Michigan, four in Pennsylvania, and he is down two in Wisconsin. Now, this poll has to be absolutely terrifying for the for the Democrats, for Joe Biden, for his campaign team because they are going all in on Biden. They've pretty much canceled the primaries. We talked about it last week that 
they're kind of doing a primary, but they're not doing like they're not they're not holding any um, they're not holding any debates. They're kind of just going to let Biden waltz right back in. And the fact that they're starting it out in uh, South Carolina because they wanted South Carolina to give Biden the big win, um, it might turn out to blow up in their faces big time because according to this poll, Donald Trump is pulling 22% of black voters, 22% of black voters. And while that might not sound like a ton to, you know, to, to your average person, that is an absolute stunning, stunning amount to ever, to anybody. That is the best that somebody outside of Alabama has done since the civil rights, uh, that the civil, since the civil rights act of 1964 and George Wallace and the last time he ran for governor got 90% of the black vote in Alabama. You can look that up. It's 100% true. The man that they've painted as the racist face of the South got 90% of the black vote in the last year that he ran for governor. Um, but it is absolutely terrifying. And they're going to put South Carolina as the first state because they wanted to show how the black voters were going to turn out for Biden. But it looks like they could have very low turnout, which won't look good. And since New Hampshire is still going to go first because it's in their state law and Biden isn't on that ticket, it could be he loses New Hampshire and then has a poor showing in South Carolina. And that is just going to be embarrassing. Now, so if these aren't bad, if these stats aren't bad enough for Biden, you would think that, you know, this was a New York Times Siena poll. You would think that they would throw in some good news for him. And no, they did not. They absolutely did not. Because if you swap out Trump for DeSantis or Haley, Nikki Haley, for Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley. With DeSantis, DeSantis is up five in Arizona. They are tied in Georgia, tied in, uh, in Michigan. Uh, DeSantis is up one in Nevada, up two in Pennsylvania, and up four in Wisconsin. So he's up four, much closer than they are with Trump, uh, much closer than they are with Trump, and tied in two, but he's not down. Trump is down in Wisconsin. And with Haley, Haley's up seven in Arizona, three in Georgia, 10 in Michigan, 10 in Pennsylvania, and 13 in Wisconsin. 13 points in Wisconsin, which is absolutely insane that it's 13 points in Wisconsin. This is some of the absolute worst news that Biden could possibly have gotten. And the only way that these numbers are getting better for Democrats is if you take Biden off of the ticket. Kamala Harris is polling better than Biden at this moment in these states, in these six battleground states. Overall, probably not. But in these six battleground states, if you have Kamala Harris at the top of the ticket and not Joe Biden, she polls better than Biden. Right now, the DNC is in a dumpster fire. And the only thing, the only thing that is possibly potentially saving them 
is that the Republicans are also in a dumpster fire. They can't figure out who's going to be Speaker of the House. Um, they can't figure out who's going to be Speaker of the House. They can't figure out who uh, the, the 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 leader in their in their presidential nomination uh, selections isn't showing up for debates and has seven different seven different trials going on at this present moment. Granted, I think that a lot of them, like the one that's going on in New York, is a bunch of crap. Um, but there are a few out there that are legitimate. The the documents one here in Florida, I believe, is a legitimate trial. Where a lot of things also change is the numbers between Biden and Trump switch if Trump ends up getting uh, convicted in any of the trials. If he gets convicted in one of them, a lot of those numbers change. So you're looking at a scenario, you're looking at a scenario where you just told a bunch of people who don't want to see Trump, uh, who don't want to see Trump uh, become president again, that if he's found guilty, all you have to do is convict him. Or if he's found guilty and you guys, all you have to do is convict him in order to get there, he won't be the next president. But that also does leave the option open for another Republican to put, come in, come in, and uh, for another Republican to come in to save the day to be at the top of the ticket, which then would still put Biden in a terrible, terrible position. Now, the only way, but if you put literally any other Democrat in there, all of that changes. Literally, a random Democrat. A generic Democrat from wherever United States does better than Joe Biden in these polls. And you are going to have people out there who are going to say, well, you know, polls don't matter. Hillary Clinton was leading in the polls all the way up till uh, Election Day in 2016. And but that doesn't like that doesn't matter because these are people that because these are people that will cite poll after poll after poll if it says what they want it to say. The fact that these polls are saying this about Biden goes to show how little faith a lot of people in swing states have with Biden. And they're going to try to spend it that has to do with how he's doing uh, in foreign policy. And I don't think it's foreign policy. I think what everybody is looking at, what I'm looking at mainly anyway, um, and I think that most people are looking at it the way that I look at it is, you know, gas is three fifty a gallon. Uh, I went to the grocery store yesterday, picked up six things and I spent 60 bucks. You know, um, inflation, they say that inflation is going down is still up from, you know, year over year, but it's going down from the peak of 7% or whatever it was uh, last year, which still means that we're just looking at 9% inflation from two years ago, but they've also changed the numbers. So the index number is different. Uh, and I'm just shooting from the hip here at this point because none of this is in the notes. And I think people are looking at how much money is going out the wind, going out the door versus how much money is coming in. And that is what's going to make this decision. It's not going to be because Biden doesn't support a ceasefire in Israel. That is not what's making this decision. The decision is how much money people have in the bank. And 
the less money people have in the bank and the more people that are living paycheck to paycheck, that is going to hurt Biden. He is the face of Bidenomics. He named it Bidenomics because he knew that he wanted to be the face of that. And now people go, okay, well, the fact that the economy sucks, which a lot of it has to do with with Trump, with the Republicans, with a lot of the stuff that happened during Corona, it goes back further with Obama and with Obama, George Bush, and the fact that we blew out spending. A lot of that is what we are paying for now. These are the sins of the father that we are paying for today. And, but Biden now has that, he's the face of it. He is the face of the reason of why the economy is where it is and why everything costs so much and why we have less money in the bank. That is what is causing this in the uh, in these five, six swing states. So putting any other Democrat in there would be good, but Democrats will continue to go down with the ship. Like I said, they're you know the de- the Democrats and the the Democrats and the Republicans are on the Titanic. They're ship they're a ship going down. They're a ship going down, and people are just polishing the brass. You know they're play they're they're playing. They're they're playing the instruments while the ship is going down, and that is that is the best that they can do, um, and that is all that they are hoping for. Um, yeah, so uh, keep an eye out for all of that. That it's it's going to be a wild, wild. It is going to be a just an absolutely wild um, election season. We don't know if Joe Biden's going to be there. We don't know if Trump's going to be there. So the question that I have, the question that I have for y'all today, question of the day, um, if it's not Biden, because obviously he is not polling well. So if it's not Biden, who is it going to be? Who is it going to be? I personally, if I was betting, if I was betting, it's Michelle Obama. Uh, but that, that's kind of a dark horse bet. Um, but yeah, if I, if I'm betting it's Michelle Obama, but most people are going to, are they're, they're going to point to the California governor, the, the rejected diehard villain, Gavin Newsom. Um, and he seems to be, he seems to be the, like the most, like he's the most likely, I think my money would still be on Michelle Obama. And so what, what do you guys, who, First, who do you guys think it's going to be? And second, if it is Gavin Newsom, do you think he's going to be making a good run for it? Will he be able to will he be able to drive for it or will he stumble? It's just so weird how he hugs that kid and spanks him at the end of that clip. Every time I watch it, I'm just like, what is wrong with you, man? What is wrong with you? Um, so, uh, so yeah, let me know. Uh, let me know who you think it's going to be, who, uh, who's going to be the Democrat nominee. If it's not Biden, if it's not Biden, um, I think there's a relatively decent chance that it is Biden. But if it's not Biden, who do you think it's going to be? Now, big news uh, yesterday. Huge news. Huge. It was huge, huge, biggest news. It was big, big news. 
Um, Steven Crowder of Louder with Crowder fame. Uh, Louder with Crowder with Dave. Um, yesterday, he had an exclusive. And it was, it was huge news because it was something that many people have been calling for since March. Uh, seven months later. And I believe that... I believe that uh, I still have the notes that I have from yesterday where uh, we talk about whether or not it's real. Uh, since I wrote these notes, um, since I wrote the notes for it, uh, a lot has changed. Uh, it has been confirmed that these are real. The Nashville, the Nashville Police Department did confirm that these are real and they are investigating how they got leaked. Um, and that's a big thing that I, th I swear, I think it would be easier to be a Republican in this scenario um, because, man, the things that you can just bash, uh, the things that you can bash. I was listening to Ben Shapiro earlier today and he was talking about he, he mentioned these. And obviously we all know that Ben Shapiro and Stephen Crowder, a little bit of a history there. Um, but. They were talking, he was talking about the Nashville shooter and he parlayed that so smoothly into talking about Israel and Gaza without missing a breath. It was absolutely incredible. Um, but it would be easier to be a conservative, uh, to be a conservative talking about this uh, as opposed to somebody who is looking at every aspect of it. Um, so as we all know, back in March, uh, a woman walked into the Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee and murdered six kids, murdered six kids. Um, Audrey Hale, sometimes Aiden Hale, depending on when you were looking at it, what you were looking at, um, went in, murdered them. Uh, the news came out later that Audrey, that Audrey Hale uh, had recently announced that she was trans online and was going by the name Aiden. And so the media was having this issue with, do we call, do we call her Audrey? Do we call her Aiden? Um, do we call her he? Do we call him her? It was, it, they weren't really sure. Um, and now the media is pretty much saying she because that's what the family prefers which it doesn't seem like that's the law anywhere in the U.S. anymore, but okay. Um, personally, I think that uh, if you go in and you murder six children, you don't deserve my respect. So, you know, you're, she's Audrey Hale to me. Um, so Audrey Hale goes into the school, murders six people, murders six children, and national news. Everybody, everybody was shocked by this. And the news broke shortly after that, that Audrey had written a manifesto. And everybody was kind of waiting to hear what was in that manifesto. And then they said, no, we're not going to put it out. We're not gonna put out the manifesto. So that started the speculation on why wouldn't you put this out? And of course they were saying things like, okay, well, we wanna make sure that you know, we don't want copycats. We don't want people reading, reading the manifesto, reading the manifesto, and then trying to emulate what Audrey had envisioned. 
for you know, her, her, her great plan. And granted, there are thousands of apparently there are thousands of pages of this manifesto, and three three were released. And when and when they asked Crowder why he only released three, he said because they were the only three I had. Um, but you get a really good idea of what's in there. And apparently, apparently, if if you show the video, you can't find the video on Google. Of Crowder doing it. The only place you can really find it is on uh, X or on Rumble. Um, you can't find it on Facebook. You can't find it on YouTube. Um, and if anybody shared those images on Facebook or shared the video on Facebook, uh, even in Messenger, I don't know how true this is. Uh, uh, they it was deleted and accounts were banned for doing it. And that's what I've heard. I don't know if that's true. Um, but we're here on Rumble and. We're here on Rumble, so we're gonna we're gonna show some of the images. Um, so you know, we'll find out. I don't think Rumble's gonna do anything, and you know, ever since the viewership uh, kind of changed on me, uh, I don't think anybody's coming after me anyway. So one of the ones that I found interesting was the was the schedule that uh, Audrey Hale that Audrey Hale made for the day. Now, as you can see, it says here, death day, 6.30, desired. Now, I don't know anybody that plans out any day like this, but this is an amazing calendar for a day's events. Um, and it just kind of shows you, this kind of shows you exactly how twisted somebody would have to be in order to plan out the murder of multiple people to this grade of detail. But so 6.30, wake up, desired, or 6.30, desired for wake up, 7 a.m., get dressed, 7.05, 8.55 a.m., it says something with stuffed animals and possessions. It's it's covered, if you're, if you're listening on audio, uh, it's covered by a sticky note that says lunch may be around 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., um, I think it says spend time with stuffed animals and possessions, which that should go, that should be able to say a lot about who this person is, because one of the first things that they wanted to do was spend time with their possessions, not with people, not with, you know, not with actual animals, not with, you know, their mom, their dad, uh, not with friends, but instead she wanted to spend time with her possessions. And I think that's what that says. Like, I don't know, but that is what I would, if I could see under that post-it note, I would place all the money in the world that says, that says spend time with stuffed animals and possessions. Um, and then eat breakfast at, at home with a heart around it, which, okay, you know, she has a warm spot for home. 9.30, pack up special belongings and, back up, and backpacks. Uh, 9.50, test knife for glass breaker. And then in parentheses, dad's old cars. Uh, at 10 a.m., leave for Royal Range, 19 to 20 minutes. At 10.20, gear up and set up guns in trunk, in parentheses, assembles, and get out vest with mags inside. At 11.20, Final videotape, 
10 minutes. And this is actually a very interesting aspect of it because where is that tape? Where is that video? If she recorded that video, that is going to be the, the, the greatest insight into what she was thinking right before she went in and murdered a bunch of children. That video has not been released. That video hasn't been released. There's not been a transcript of that video. Nobody really knows what is on that video, uh, but that video is out there somewhere. Um, that video is out there somewhere, and it's just a matter of will it ever be released. And now that they're, now that this stuff has been released, I can see mounting pressure for Nashville police to release this information. Um, uh, at 11.55, leave for Covenant School at 12, or 11.35, sorry, leave for Covenant School at 12 p.m., arrive at Covenant, uh, check parking lot for security. At 12.05, arrive in designated parking space. This is another weird one because what did she, what did she mean by a designated parking space? Um, was it the visitor parking space? Was it the parking space that was in the back? What was the designated parking space? Because why would she have had a designated, like wouldn't it just be park in a parking space? Why a designated one? Um, it was just something like it, it rubbed me wrong and I don't want to go down a conspiracy theory kind of thing, but that's kind of where I was at with it. Um, 12.05 to 12.10, prepare for attack. Uh, 12, I can't really see what that one says because it's kind of smudged over. Lock and load all weapons. 12.37, open fire towards uh, entrance. And then under that, I can't read what it says underneath uh, 12.37 because it's covered in a shadow. And then it says time to die. Um, time to die. This person had their day planned out to the minute, all the way down the line, knowing that they were going to murder a bunch of children, which absolutely, absolutely uh, te terrible, terrifying, terrible. The fact that anybody could wake up that day and have those thoughts and be that ready, that ready to go and murder a bunch of children. <laughs> can get um go go into the five <laughs> this isn't a laughing matter but going to the 5d uh on rumble just pulled one of the all-time greatest norm joke quotes um they sound like a real jerk uh that's good man Going going to the five D that is fan that is oh god that was so inappropriately timed but god that was funny, um well done, um so so uh, the next piece that they announced was uh, a piece of writing that at the top was scrawled death day it was called it was death day and it was actually on uh, March twenty seventh twenty twenty three. Um, this is the day that this happened, and Audrey wrote this on this day. Uh, it says, today is the day. The day has finally come. I can't believe it's here. I don't know how I was able to get this far, but here I am. I am a little nervous, 
but excited too. Been excited for the past two weeks. There were several times I could have been caught, especially back in the summer of 2021. Um, back in the summer of 2021. And that, I'm curious as to what happened back in the summer of 2021. Maybe if they would release, because again, apparently there are thousands of pages of diaries and journals and things like that. If you could find out what happened in the summer of 2021, you can kind of see where a breakdown happened where people would have been able to say, point to it and be like, no, something could have been done here. Uh, but again, they haven't released any of it and they aren't releasing any of it. And we can speculate all day on why we all know, we know why um, they aren't releasing it. And it's not for the reasons that they're saying, but if we could find out why she was worried about getting caught in the summer of 21, uh, we might have a better clarity on what was going through Audrey's head. Um, then uh, none of that matters now. I'm almost an hour and seven minutes away, which that is a really specific time to almost to almost be. Like, why not just say I'm an hour and eight minutes away? Um, can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't. My only fear is if anything goes wrong, I'll, my only fear is if anything goes wrong, I'll do my best to prevent any of the sort. Um, God let my wrath take over for my, take over my anxiety. It might be 10 minutes tops. It might be three to seven. It's going to go quick. I hope I have a high death count ready to die. Uh, Aiden ready to die Aiden um, and one of the things a lot of people are looking at here my only fear is that anything goes wrong I'll do my best to prevent any of the sort God let my wrath take over my anxiety the the amount of anger and hatred that is inside of this person um, speaks volumes speaks absolute volumes onto what where this person was mentally and obviously this person was not mentally well you don't do this if you are mentally well um <clears throat> you you absolutely don't do things like this if you are okay mentally so this person was not was not good mentally um they sound like a real jerk um so they were ready and they were saying take take my let my wrath take over my anxiety um they she knew that it was going to be quick it was 10 minutes tops it might be three to seven uh this person knew pretty much the average call time for the police knew the average call time for the police and what, what it was going to take uh for them to come in and for them to come in and stop her from doing what she was doing. Um, so, sorry, my, my, my puppy has decided that I have been here too long now. Um, so she knew that she knew what she was doing. She knew absolutely what was going on and she was ready to go in there and murder multiple children. The question is why, and the only thing that was released that kind of pointed to why was the manifesto poem, as I've called it, 
uh, from February, uh, from February, uh, that she wrote on February 3rd of 2023. And I'm just going to read it as it's written. Um, kill those kids, those crackers going to private fancy schools with those, with those fancy khakis and sports backpacks with their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. Fuck you little shits. I wish to shoot your weak, shoot you weak ass dicks with your mop yellow hair. Want to kill all you little crackers, bunch of little faggots with your white privileges. Fuck you faggots. Um, which that is just a weird thing for me to be reading out loud from somebody that's a member of the LGBTQ community. Um, I think I could understand if that was somebody who voted for Trump. Um, but, you know, as going to the 5D said, uh, they sound like a real jerk. Um, a lot of the anger you see is pointed at white privilege, at white privilege uh, being white. And this was absolutely a rape. It was a. It, it was by the definition of hate crime. Even though I don't believe in hate crime, I don't think that there is such a thing as hate crime. This was a hate crime based on the definition that they have come up with it. This was a race-based crime. She was going after them because they were white and for their white privilege, without looking at the hypocrisy that she went to that school. She also went to that school. So obviously. There's a lot of self-hatred going on there. Now, after, after she murdered the six people and then the police came in, I think that there were a lot of idiots that came out on both sides because you can just call out people for being terrible people. You can say, no, this person, what this person did was evil. It doesn't matter that they were trans. And I believe that what that person did, what, what Audrey Hale did was evil. I don't care that Audrey was trans. On the opposite side of it, when you had the people marching in the Nashville, uh, in the Tennessee State House in Nashville, saying there were seven victims that day, no, there weren't. There was there was more than seven victims. There were the parents of all of the students that were murdered were also victims. The friends of all the people were also victims. But you know who? She was not a victim. She knew what she was doing. She went in there to die. She wrote it down. She said, today is the day that I'm going to die. Time to die. She had it scheduled almost at the exact minute that it happened. She knew what she was doing. She was not a victim. She created victims. Nothing about Audrey Hale was a victim on that day. And if things about Audrey Hale before that day made her a victim, then... She should have done something about that then and not walked into a school and murdered a bunch of children. And she's angry at the, in the, uh, in, in, in the poem, she wrote, uh, hang on a second, I gotta pull, I gotta pull it back up here. Uh, in the poem, she said, with those fancy khakis and sports backpacks, which sure, okay, it's a, it's a private school. So there's probably a uniform and that's where the khakis are. With their mommies, or with their, it says, it starts saying mommies and then it crosses out and then it says, with their daddies, Mustangs, and convertibles. These are children who can't drive. 
they aren't driving their mommies and daddies mustangs and convertibles they might be riding there in them but they aren't they aren't driving they aren't driving them they are children they were kids they didn't have licenses and you walked in and you murdered them because of some self-hatred that you obviously had mixed with whatever rejections you were going with and you figured the best way to do it and the fact that you were angry with the fact that you went to that school with the fact that you were white and the fact that you grew up with some semblance of privilege because you did based on your own logic you went in and you murdered a bunch of people knowing that the cops were going to come in and kill you you did a suicide by a cop by taking out children and that makes you one of the most evil people to to have walked the earth and you're getting a massive amount of people who are shielding you just because you are part of a of a oppressed class uh, because you are claiming now shortly before this happened that you are trans and it's just got it like it's got to piss off a lot of people that the parents are going no she was a she and I don't like I don't care like it, if she she murdered six kids. Like she's, she doesn't get the respect that she deserves. There, but that she believes that other people believe that she deserves. She's a she. Um. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, you know, it's weird that she called them crackers, and that's like really bizarre. And she's talking about the, the driving of the cars, and she killed the kids. But then the national like, and so I was like, is this stuff real or is is Crowder getting you know punked in a way? Uh, but then the national police pretty much said, yeah, no, that's that's real, and we don't know how it got out. So, um, so yeah, your Ben Shapiro's, your your Crowders, your your anybody on the right is going to say is going to sit there and they're going to say, you know, if this was the Buffalo shooter or the, uh, or the, any other shooter, they had a manifesto and it was a white supremacist manifesto and that stuff would hit the news. So why didn't they want to put this out? And the people on the left, they're going to say, they're going to say, you know, we're, we don't want to put it out because we don't want copycats. We don't want copycats. We don't want anybody emulating this person or, you know, what they did. And both, I can see both sides of that. I can absolutely see both sides of it. But the right would say we shouldn't release this stuff if it's somebody who's on the right. They're going to say we shouldn't release this stuff because we don't want anybody copying it. And we need to look at it as a mental health problem. And when it's somebody on the right, the people on the left are going, no, look, this, is a men this isn't a mental health problem. This is something wrong with the people on the right. Now the people on the right are saying, look, it's something wrong with the trans movement. It's something wrong with this idea, this leftist ideology of, you know, using white privilege and, you know, hating, hating white culture and this trans ideology. And that's what, that's what the problem is. And both sides are arguing the exact same argument against each other when the issue truly 100% is it's, it's a mental health issue. It is absolutely a mental health issue and it is absolutely just a case of pure evil like people can just be evil and trying like one of the dads of the school whose name i'm blanking on at this moment one of the dads of the uh kids at the school whose whose child survived so you know god god bless that his child survived but he has become become the mouthpiece of the people at the school and he's 
all angry at Crowder for releasing it. And he's saying, oh, nobody should see this. He is fighting for red flag laws and stricter gun control. Stricter gun control would not have saved any of the children at that school. The issue that that, that that school had was it was a breakdown in security. I don't have all the notes in front of me. I, I covered it pretty extensively back in March uh, in one of the last shows that I did before I took my hiatus. But it was a breakdown in security. Uh, it was a breakdown in security, and the, nobody was there to stop this kid. And the, and the reason that Audrey picked that school was because security was lax. There was a number, there was a couple of targets she, she was thinking about picking, and she picked that school because of how lax the security was. She knew where to go. She was going to be able to get those guns because when people want to do evil, they can still find the means to do it. A lot of people hate it when I make this argument, but um, for my entire life, drugs have been illegal. And uh, I know that when I wanted to find them, I could. And people are like, oh, well, you know, weed should be legal. Yeah, I agree. So should heroin. I, they should all be legal. It should all be legal, but it never has been. Well, weed kind of is now, I guess. But I don't use weed. I don't smoke anymore or eat it or anything else. Um, but... I've always been able to find it. If I wanted cocaine, I knew exactly where to go to find cocaine. If I wanted, if I wanted heroin, I knew where to go to get heroin. If I wanted X, if I wanted uh, ketamine, if I if if I wanted MDMA, if I wanted whatever, I knew where to go to get it, and it was illegal. I right now, right now, I could make one phone call, one phone call, and I could find pretty much any drug that I wanted here. And I haven't done drugs in a very, very, very long time. If somebody wants to find something illegal, they're going to find it. All you're doing by saying, oh, well, we need these red flag laws or we need these is taking the guns out of innocent people's hands. You are creating scenarios where there can be more mass murders. Um, and the fact that he's sitting there going, oh, well, we don't, we don't want anybody doing this. We don't want anybody doing this. And we just want to make sure that nobody else has to deal with any sort of scenario like this. The way that you stop scenarios like this is by making sure that people are well-trained with firearms and able to protect themselves. Now, obviously, you can't ask that of six-year-olds, but you can ask that of security guards. You can ask that of teachers. You can ask that of uh, guardians of any kind. But... You to say that you don't want people to find out about um, what was written in the manifesto because you're afraid of copycats. You're going to get copycats anyway. You had a bunch of people who were angry that instead of saying seven, that they were saying six victims instead of seven victims because Audrey died. You're going to get copycats who people who are angry that that Audrey wasn't seen. It's it's like it's gonna happen. No matter what the ideology is, you're gonna get copycats. Releasing the manifest, like, and whichever side you're on, either release manifestos or don't release manifestos, but make that the blanket across the board. Because the right, if somebody on the right commits a mass shooting, the left is gonna say, "See, this is a problem with the right." And now the right is saying, "No, see, this is a problem with the left." 
it's, it's it's just dividing people further. So either release them or don't release them, but make that the blanket across the board for everybody. Um, it's a horrendous thing. I for one, I like I applaud Crowder for releasing it. I I, I do think that we have a right to read these things. Um, I do think we have a right to read these things. I hope that uh, something is figured out and in some way something can be stopped in the future. Uh, I do think that it is fishy in a few different ways that they didn't want to release this one, that this was the one they said, oh no, we can't release it. Um, and is it because it was all white? I don't know. I don't, fuck, I don't know. Um, anyway, that, uh, I am like way, way over on time. I was not planning on going a full hour, even close to it. I really thought I wrote a half hour's worth of notes. Um, but hey, it feels good to be back, everybody. Thank you all who uh, hung in with me for that full hour. Uh, I love each and every one of you. Um, I will be back next week. I'll be back next week. Uh, if you, uh, tomorrow night, Gopageddon uh, 3, Geopageddon 3, I believe it starts at 8 o'clock if you're celebrating. Um, I will probably be watching. I'm not going to be streaming it, obviously, because me doing a live debate stream by myself sounds kind of boring. But, um, yeah. Uh, hope you all are having a great week. Hope you have a great rest of your week. I will see you all next week for a brand new episode of Muddied Waters of Freedom. Um, and until then, remember where we are going, we don't need roads.